You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we're also here with Stuart Hare, who is the economic and community affairs manager for our Charlotte Airport, which is a massive airport right now. You know, airports are a great asset to any city, uh, and Charlotte Douglas International Airport is even more so. The numbers alone can turn heads. A $16.2 billion impact on the Charlotte region as the sixth busiest airport in the country in operations and 11th busiest in number of passengers, employing over 30,000 people on site and over 224,000 people altogether in the airport-related industry. Um, Each of the 97 gates handles eight planes a day to over 170 destinations in the United States and worldwide. Um, And now we have a really exciting thing going on. In uh, a 10-year, $2.5 billion expansion plan known as Destination CLT. Uh, is, is up in the ante with nine new gates, a new concourse, new entrance roads, and eventually a new terminal and a ticketing lobby. And we're really excited, and uh, we're going to ask about the, the the questions we can here for the Economic and Community Affairs Manager, Stuart Hare. And, and thank you so much for coming on our podcast, and we're really excited to learn a little bit more about our airport and what that brings to our region. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here and uh, share a little bit of the story of what's going on at Charlotte Douglas International Airport. As you said, there's a whole lot of change going on, a whole lot of uh, transformation going on. Uh, One of the uh, quips that I like to share with people is uh, a story that a friend of mine asked me the other, this has been a couple months ago now, back in the summertime, uh, asked me, when are we going to be done with construction? And we're never going to be done with construction. It is always going to be something transforming out at the airport. We, As you talked about, our uh, $2.5 billion worth of capital improvement programs, and that's just to meet current capacity demands. We're already exceeding our forecasts on growth, and so we anticipate that as soon as we finish up this 10-year program, and we're about two years into the program, uh, you detailed some of the specifics of the new ticketing lobby, the new uh, terminal access road, the new concourse, uh, a phase one expansion, and the fourth parallel runway. When we finish up those programs here in the next about eight years now, I fully anticipate that we'll start on another capital improvement program. We will continue to grow and expand Charlotte Douglas International Airport as the Charlotte region continues to grow and expand. So that's great. I mean, and I, I think like when we talk about our community and an airport, an airport drives a lot of the factors that can bring in companies, can bring in people into this region. Tell us what is the impact of Charlotte Douglas here, not only in Charlotte, but also to neighboring states, South Carolina. I'm sure Rock Hill loves that airport. Oh, definitely. And we fly the uh, North Carolina flag in front of the airport and we fly the South Carolina flag because we're the biggest commercial service airport in the Carolinas. Our catchment area, which is a technical term that we use in the aviation industry to talk about the uh, geography that uses the airport, is 23 counties wide. So uh, the Charlotte region, however you want to define it, is not 23 counties wide. And so we uh, bring in people from Greensboro, from Columbia, from Greenville, Spartanburg. Uh, Heck, i uh, got a buddy who lives up in Asheville who's a pilot for American who's based here out of Charlotte. So we carry, uh, we cover a uh, much broader area than you would think of for a uh, regional asset like the airport. 
uh, you cited our uh, recent economic impact analysis, and that was based off of a, a conservative estimate of our 2015 uh, economic impact of 16.2 billion dollars annually. Of that, the majority of it, over 10 billion, is from regional employers. It's from jobs being able to be located here in the Charlotte region, not working at the airport but they're working in the towers downtown and using the airport every day or the jobs that uh, uh, indirectly uh, rely on it, uh, the uh, construction, the vendors, uh, uh, host parodies are uh, concessions and food and beverage vendors, uh, you know, relying on uh, the economic activity of the airport. Recent study that uh, the state of South Carolina just released uh, this uh, week was that the economic impact of the commercial service airports in South Carolina is about $16 billion. So if you contrast all the commercial service airports in South Carolina to the economic impact of Charlotte Douglas International Airport, our economic impact is greater than all of the commercial service airports in Charleston, Columbia, Greenville, et cetera. So that right there kind of gives you an indicator that uh, uh, how impactful we are in the regional economy. Those are big numbers, man. I mean, like you said, every time we visit the airport, there, there seems to be something new. Uh, tell us a little bit about the new concourse and the gates, and are they truly open in this summer? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Great question. So Concourse A Phase 1 expansion is uh, what's under construction right now, and it's a whole new architectural look for Charlotte Douglas International Airport. Uh, the terminal, uh, our existing terminal, it opened up in 83, 1983, and so anything that's 35 years old is a bit dated. You know, you, you need to be a little bit renovated, and uh, our, our physical terminal is no different than that. Concourse A Phase 1 is a complete open floor plan with a much more airy experience to it. It opens up to light. Uh, each one of the window panes that are in the terminal have its own individual IP ad- address so that they can be individually modulated, uh, made lighter or darker as the uh sun is uh, up or down uh, outside. So it'll be a much more aesthetically pleasing experience. We're just about done with construction out there. They are in the uh, final inspections on that and uh, have started putting in some of the public art pieces uh, at the airport. We anticipate that they will be done with construction by around Memorial Day. And we just, like this morning, uh, scheduled a uh, grand opening event uh, for it at the end of June. So we anticipate that by around Independence Day, around July 4th, we'll start having commercial traffic going in and out of Concourse A Phase 1. You know, the exciting part uh, of that is uh, the second and third phases will follow right behind. So as soon as we finish Phase 1, we'll start work on Phase 2, and it'll be another 10 new gates. And then Phase 3 would start in about two years down the road. In addition, we're in design work now for the terminal lobby expansion. That project uh, will kick off uh, sometime this summer once we complete the access road, the new 16-lane access road that's being constructed in front of the terminal lobby. As soon as that is completed, the uh, uh, ticketing lobby expansion will start, and that'll be much more open and airy, just like Concourse A Phase 1 as well. You'll see a common element, design element of a wave 
uh, throughout it. And we're kind of establishing uh, that wave look, uh, the wing foil uh, look as part of our brand style and uh, using it as uh, one of our symbols that we're going to be using throughout the uh, terminal. We've also updated, uh, as we update uh, and renovate in the terminal, a whole new uh, topology using a new font, uh, simpler, uh, more clean look in our font. And in our uh, wayfinding, uh, the symbols have been uh, updated and have a more pleasing aesthetic. It's not uh, as realistic. It's more representative. So food and beverage is a plate, uh, is a circle with a uh, trident on one side and a straight uh, line on the uh, other side. So it's representative of a plate with a knife and fork. So we're trying to uh, update all of our physical facilities and our look to a more contemporary modern styling. And that, that boils down to an extension of Charlotte's brand, mm-hmm. correct? Because a lot of folks using the airport, this may be their first time to the area. Uh, so it's really cool to hear you talk about your brand and how, how much thought and process is going on behind that. Well, that's a great point, Scott. I mean, we are the front door to the Carolinas. Uh, so often the first experience that somebody has with Charlotte is connecting through our airport. It's not even coming into the community. It is coming from whatever town they're from, making a connection flight through Charlotte on the way uh, to a final destination. And uh, at the end of D concourse, there's a beautiful view of Uptown Charlotte. And I always encourage people to go check out that view. But uh, uh, the overall look of the airport is that first experience that a lot of people have. And, you know, right now it's a dated look. And so we're working consciously to update that. In addition, we're doing a brand refresh internally with a new uh, logo that we will be using that's based around the crown theme that you're seeing a lot of the city of Charlotte uh, departments uh, utilize. We've updated our color uh, uh, scheme as well. So it's just time for a refresh. And that's one of the critical things that has been identified as we make the physical infrastructure stronger and more contemporary is that we also need to update our brand and our look and our feel uh, of the airport. And you mentioned, so Charlotte is the country's 17th largest city, Mm -hmm. um, but the airport I feel has an even bigger impact than than that uh, and and bigger than than other other cities as well. I grew up in Atlanta, so I grew up with Hartsfield. And you mentioned, you know, brand style, brand refresh. Where do you guys go to get those ideas? Is there a model? Is there a city? Is there an airport that you you look at and say, hey, that's a really good idea? Or is there maybe more global airports out there where you guys say, hey, they're really doing it cool in, in, in China or over in Europe? Or, or what are some of the ideas and how do you come up with that, um, number one, and to, to kind of really put your little Charlotte spin on it as well? Well, that's a great question. You know, we are a city of Charlotte department. Uh, Aviation, uh, the uh, owner and operator of the airport is a city of Charlotte department. And so uh, anytime we look at brand and look at style, we want it to be consistent across the city's brand and style as well. And uh, the city is rolling out a new brand refresh. And so we want it to be consistent with that and have our look uh, complement what the city is doing as a whole. You know, there is a population of cities that are what I call the usual suspects. When we think of economic development projects, when we think of uh, uh, innovation, uh, 
we look to a, uh, a population of cities that are about our same size, that are, are uh, very similar to us, and uh, understand what they're doing. But we also want to look at best in class. And so uh, one of the examples that we looked at uh, specific when we were doing this was what Columbus, Ohio did. And they're one Columbus brand. Uh, it's all about us, U.S. And they have a, a play off of that for all of their departments. And that informed how we would have a one Charlotte brand. Uh, it was uh, an example that we uh, can cite over you know, what another community is doing. But when we looked at the brand as a whole, we really wanted to be a best in class and uh, do something innovative. You know, Obviously, we looked at our trade organizations and uh, what the American Association of Airport Executives are doing and what they put forward as the uh, best in class, but we wanted to take that a little bit further, and uh, uh, we have uh, um, multiple folks at a business uh, conference right now understanding the business of airports even better and uh, are presenting on what we're trying to do because the model that we are uh, trying to implement at this point builds on what uh, our peer set is doing, but is, uh, we think, innovative and uh, is at the forefront of that. And so when we're looking at Charlotte and it's grown a lot over the last 10 years and um, not only that, but we've had a lot of, of companies that are not, you know, United States based. Let's say they're from Korea. Um, the, the airport announced that they have direct flights to Korea. That has enabled companies that are Korean based to come over here and set up their U.S. headquarters here. What role does Charlotte play in not only attracting businesses to the Charlotte region, but how do you work with the Charlotte Regional Partnership? How do you work directly with the city to create not only the exposure of that, but say, hey, this is what we got. You know, we're, we're right on I-85, we're right on I-77, we're convenient to the city. You can fly in, have a meeting and fly out literally in a couple of hours. Try doing that in another city, maybe maybe New York can do it. But you know, tell me a little bit about what role do you guys play in, in attracting that talent and then continuing to help the growth of the Charlotte, yeah. of the Charlotte region, excuse me. So we're a facilitator. We are a facilitator of economic activity. You know, we have a big uh, impact uh, directly, but what we really do is we facilitate. We're a platform for other people to use. Think of it like a computer uh, application. We're just a platform that enables other people to be successful. Uh, we don't provide uh, airline services. We don't provide rail services. That's Norfolk Southern. Uh, we're a, uh, a hub and a uh, destination but we don't necessarily do anything directly uh, of that. And that's a big, uh, unique role to play because uh, we can prevent economic activity from occurring, but we have to enable other people uh, to actually do that activity. So you cited uh, Korea and direct flights. Uh, right now, we prevent direct flights uh, to Asia because we don't have a runway that's long enough for an outbound direct flight to the Pacific Rim. We can land one, so we frequently get flights in of cargo from China, direct from uh, China, that can land at the airport, but they can't take off fully loaded. Mm. And so right there, your math becomes much more difficult for doing cargo in and out of Asia into Charlotte. So we are kicking off this summer an environmental impact study that will look at building a fourth parallel runway. It's all part of the $2.5 billion capital improvement program. But that uh, a fourth parallel runway we think should be a 12,000-foot uh, long runway, which would enable the direct flights to Asia. 
Is there demand today uh, to uh, a direct flight into Beijing? No. The, the numbers don't support that. But uh, they can't support it if they don't have the facility that it would make of it of interest. So uh, when we build this fourth parallel runway, might there be more interest in it? And that's what we do with a lot of things. Uh, uh, innovatively, 15 years ago, we saw an idea of bringing the intermodal facility out of uptown Charlotte and uh, co-locating it on the airport. There's no cross-pollination of uh, rail cargo and air cargo. But they work well together. It's that compatible land use. It's a complementary type of business. And so those are the types of uh, commercial development opportunities that uh, I spend my day uh, working on, along with the Charlotte Regional Partnership, the Charlotte Chamber of Commerce, the city and the county economic development offices. We have some exciting projects that we're working on right now that are site selection projects that they don't need to be at the airport, don't need airside access, don't need to get to my runways, but want to be located close by because they may need to get air cargo in occasionally, but need that good truck access that 85 485 offers, may need that good rail access that the Norfolk Southern Intermodal Facility offers. And so it's about the um, identification of companies that want to be near a hub of transportation. And that's what, at the end of the day, we are. That's very cool. Could you, you know, you, you go to the Charlotte airport, and this may be a question you can answer or not. It might not be in your wheelhouse or, or it may be. Uh, American Airlines, they pretty much dominate. It, it's one of their hubs. <laughs> used to be U.S. Airways. Uh, do you foresee more airlines as you continue to grow be available in Charlotte? I know there's Delta and, and, and a couple of others, but not as many flights. So it seems like to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, but since American Airlines dominates our airport, they can jack prices up uh, <laughs> because there's not really much competition. Do you, so th are you a, involved with that side of things at all? or So that's a fair observation, Scott, yeah. and uh, I think the numbers do bear that out. If you look at the average fare uh, from Charlotte to some destination, say New York, and you compare it to the average fare of uh, many other airports, our rate is higher. And, and very frankly, uh, American will tell you that we are their most profitable hub. And Makes sense. <laughs> we're their most profitable hub for two reasons. One, because of the fact that they control about 90% of the flights in and out of Charlotte. They can charge a higher rate uh, for those fares. And the other side of that coin is that we are the cheapest place for them to do business. So if you look at the costs that are charged to an airline to do business at it, our cost per employment is about $1.50 uh, per employment. Uh, Atlanta is the next cheapest at about $4.50. So that right there, the costs that we charge the airlines are uh, much less. And then because of dominance of an airline, they do uh, uh, charge higher fares. So what can we do? What can the airport do about that? I can't... Uh, uh, regulate uh, what they charge. Deregulation uh, occurred in 1978 by the federal government. So we can't control uh, the uh, fares that they charge. What we can do is provide a platform for competition. And when it was U.S. Air 
they were so desperate to keep uh, uh, and be a profitable airline that uh, we couldn't uh, encourage competition and expect to keep that hub. They would have just folded up and moved away. Same thing with U.S. Airways. They had a very different uh, uh, business model. Well, the new American Airlines is a completely different beast, and we signed a 10-year lease with them uh, approximately a year and a half ago now in the summer of uh, 2016, and that 10-year lease uh, encourages competition. And so in the A concourse phase one expansion, every single one of those new gates is going to go to a non-American Airlines signatory airline. So it'll be your United Deltas and Southwest that'll be expanding into the brand new concourse. Won't that be neat to take a Delta flight somewhere uh, out of the brand new uh, concourse? And that's uh, uh, what will happen. Uh, we'll do some shift around, and as the uh, concourses continue to expand, uh, American will get some additional gates out of it. But uh, uh, initially, it will all go to uh, United Southwest and uh Delta in the new concourse. And so that's how we can encourage competition and uh, for the community provide greater benefit and allow for uh, hopefully the reduction in the average fares is providing additional gates for other airlines. And, and your point is spot on. American is, is uh, a dominant uh, airline here at Charlotte, and uh, we have a great partnership with them. Uh, I work regularly with them on a variety of matters. Delta United would love to continue to grow that here. Uh, United does not have a hub in the southeast of the United States. And so when uh, their CEOs speak, he frequently cites the fact that they don't have an Atlanta or a Charlotte. And it really is a kink in their business model. So they would love to grow their uh, traffic here at Charlotte and uh, I think would take on every gate that we could offer to them. And you talked like we always ask people, you know, you're in the industry, right? And you've been in it for a while. And, and with all of the change through social media technology, you look at the airline industry or the airplane industry in general. My father's been in it for 40 years through the insurance world. Mm -hmm. So he understands that. But if you look at planes, the, the design has not changed much. Right. Um, and and you look at cars now. Now we have electric cars. Now we're going to have cars that drive themselves. So the auto industry is going to change a lot in the next 10 to 20 years. I don't know if you can answer this question, but where do you see the airline industry, Charlotte Douglas, what's going to be different in the upcoming you know, years and how is, is, is that going to kind of move with the times? That's a great question. So like any industry, you got to keep innovating, moving forward, re, uh, recreating yourself. And the aviation industry went through a big shift. Yeah, after the Great Recession. So with the last round of mergers that happened with American and uh, U.S. Airways merging in together, there was other uh, airlines that merged in together, you really saw a big shuffle that occurred. And now you really have three legacy carriers, uh, American, United, and Delta those three carriers, and then you have Plus One, Southwest. They aren't a, uh, a mainline, a legacy carrier. They work a little bit of a, a different business model, but really the consolidation that has occurred has opened up opportunities for the ultra-low-cost carriers that did not exist 
and could not go head-to-head with the uh, airline industry in the past. And so you're seeing some real innovation occur. Alaska Airlines, Frontier Airlines, uh, some of the uh, uh, ultra-low-cost carriers are really expanding. Frontier added in a new flight here uh, at Charlotte in 2017. Uh, We get inquiries uh, occasionally from other ultra-low-cost carriers that uh, want to locate here. And so I think we're going to continue to see a market niche for the uh, ultra low cost carriers here. And you know, you get what you pay for. Uh, not that riding on a mainline carrier is necessarily the best customer service experience. It's, I, I think, can often be equated to riding on a bus. Uh, but uh, uh, they know how to be profitable. With that business model, American, United, and Delta know how to be profitable, and the ultra-low-cost carriers are finding a way to uh, innovate and be profitable. But that's you know all in the the same normal wheelhouse of the avian aviation industry. Um, this week, Airbnb announced that they're getting in, getting into aviation. Mm-hmm. We don't know what form that's going to take yet. Uh, we're Uber. all. Cu- Exactly. The Uber of the air. Yes. You know, I think that the uh, transportation network companies, that's what we call an Uber or a Lyft, a TNC, uh, there's space in that uh, uh, industry, especially for corporate aviation. Uh, you have a, a great innovator in Da Vinci Jets here in our uh, regional regional industry. They're based at Charlotte, and uh, they work kind of like a TNC and kind of like a uh, uh, incremental ownership, uh, uh, a timeshare type of model uh, for aviation. I think you're going to continue to see innovation in that space. Because the commercial industry is so regulated, I think you're going to have a hard time seeing a big black swan disruptor uh, come around. But, you know, most of your flights, over 90% of your flights that land, land without a pilot actively landing that airplane. It's a computer doing the landing on it. Almost every single takeoff is also done through computer automation. The, uh, the pilot is highly trained. He's the wet wear behind it in case something happens. And so I always want that smart person there uh, that can think innovatively. But the ultra-routine tasks are now being automated and uh, adding a level of precision that never existed in the past. So that's where uh, I think you may see some uh, innovation occur in the uh, commercial air, uh, aviation industry. That's that's awesome. And I think you guys employ so many people. Um, we want to learn how you know people can get involved. But I also think... Um, this is a great opportunity for for kids in this region. I'm about to have my first boy in a couple of weeks cool. um, to kind of think outside the box. And if you're wanting to be in aviation, you don't just have to be a pilot. There's a lot of opportunity in the airport. And and tell us kind of how can someone learn about opportunities there? How can they get in touch um, with you and, and, and go from there? So that's a, a great question. And um, there's a couple different uh, ways that I'll answer that. First one is that uh, the city of Charlotte and uh, uh Charlotte Douglas International Airport is an active contractor. So we contract, we hire people to do everything. You name it, uh, we probably buy it. If it's uh, something that can be bought, whether it's a good or a service, we probably buy it. And the best way to figure out those opportunities is through uh, charlotteairport.com, doing business with CLT. So our doing business with CLT page has the information on how to be a vendor or a contractor with us. It's a simple registration form, 
and you can get emails pushed to you of vending and contracting opportunities based off of your specific industry. And so everything that uh, is out there, we probably buy that service or that product at some point or another, or somebody else within the city of Charlotte does. And so uh, that one platform can get you uh, uh, signed up and registered. So that's the, the opportunity. If you have a company, if you have a, uh, a product or a service, that's a great way to do it. Uh, we also host uh, business uh, Meet the Prime events. So when we have a big contract, when we go out to bid on the construction of the uh, uh, terminal lobby, we're going to have meet the prime events where folks that have a uh, a niche, a two-person firm that is in some sort of specialized uh, service, they can meet the prime contractor at that event. Uh, we have set asides uh, as part of our business inclusion program. Over 12% of every contract has to go to companies, small and medium-sized businesses in the Charlotte region. Uh, We think that that'll continue to increase. We blew that away last year, our our goal for business inclusion. We blew it away last fiscal year. And so uh, I definitely encourage small to medium-sized businesses to look at those resources. Then the other way that people can uh, get involved in the airline and aviation industry is – We have a job fair coming up on March the 7th. No, I'm sorry, on March the 26th. Sorry, March the 26th. We have a job fair coming up at the uh, Goodwill Industries where not only will the airport be out there, but all of our vendors and contractors uh, will be out there. And uh, it starts at 11 a.m., runs to 3 p.m., at the Goodwill Opportunity Campus on Wilkinson Boulevard, 5301 Wilkinson, uh, right at the intersection of Wilkinson and Boyer, right near where Billy Graham crosses over Wilkinson. And uh, all we have about 20 different companies that will be out there that will be actively hiring uh, employees. And it will be everything from the entry-level job uh, to uh, uh, senior-level uh, positions will be hired there. If somebody's interested in learning about the aviation industry, there's a couple different ways. There is a Civil Air Patrol that's hosted out there, a great way for uh, kids that are uh, interested in uh, getting into the military side of aviation to learn more about it. Central Line Council of Governments will be uh, doing uh, facilitating an aviation academy with us uh, this fall. And so business people that are interested in learning more about the aviation industry through an intensive six-week uh, period can dive into uh, learning about uh, the airport and uh, aviation. More to come on that. Uh, We're still working through final details on on that program of work. And then I'm always welcome inquiries. Uh, um, My contact information is available on the economic development page of charlotteairport.com or my email is at sphair, S-P-H-A-I-R, at cltairport.com. Always welcome inquiries uh, uh, via email. And uh, we have a a very active community uh, relations program. This morning I did a presentation to the Greater Gaston uh, Chamber of Commerce. And uh, here I am today uh, talking to you. Uh, This afternoon I'm over to uh, Renaissance West uh, 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 School. So uh, we have a very active community affairs program and uh, welcome opportunities to be out and involved in the community. Well, Stuart, thank you so much for spending some time with us today, man. Very fascinating. Lot, lots of information, a lot going on out there at the airport. I think we often wonder, but we don't often know exactly what the heck's going on. So very informative. Thank you for, for all of that today. And uh, we, we certainly appreciate 
you coming out and spending some time with us. My pleasure. Thank you, Stuart. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.